A to Z Talks, Season 2, Episode 3, Phenomenon of Fun One-on-Ones. What's up, buddy? How you doing over there? Doing well. How's it going? It's going. Back at it with another show. Alex here, Tobias on the other side of the mic. So excited, as always, to kind of bring you guys another topic, another fresh one. I think this is one that we can both really relate to because it's something that we do on a pretty regular basis. What are you thinking about today's topic? I think the title is pretty fancy. Uh, before my professional life, a one-on-one was just called a phone call. And uh, that... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Tell me what's different. You know, I think it is just that simple, right? I think it is a phone call. It is just a conversation. Um, And I try to look up one-on-ones online and try to, you know, get really deep into it. But you know what? There's not too much magic to what it is, except for the fact that um, if you go at it with a different intent, I think you can get a lot more from it. I mean, we're a perfect example, right? How many times have we met and how many one-on-ones have we had at this point? And, And I mean, what do you feel about our conversations? We can start there. Yeah, now that I think about it, I think we had over 150 or even over 200 one-on-ones already, um, at least one a week. So it's always an interesting conversation. Every time we have one, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I know that it's always going to end up in some good result. Either it makes your day better or it um, sparks a new idea or it helps you solve a problem. And we don't even have an agenda most of the time, right? (laughs) Well, see, we, we started off with more agendas and there's some days you have no idea. If you remember, I take notes on my phone when we talk and we have so many projects and things that are going on. So I try to keep track of it. And, you know, it, this is the, one of those examples where we take things that we do in the business setting and we've really kind of converted it into a way to making it work for us. Um, when we first started one-on-ones, they were actually mostly work-related, right? We would come in with an agenda and we would talk about things that we need help with from each other or kind of share that information. Um, but I think it's evolved. And so that's where I want to share. You know, I think the, the phenomenon on a fun one-on-ones is you taking your standard one-on-one meeting and trying to you know evolve it and try to make sure that you get some out of it because you're going to need to talk to people why not have fun while you're doing it yeah i totally remember i think at the beginning you always had a work agenda and then at the end you were like hey you mind asking a personal question here and there and then after a while it evolved from having a personal conversation to hey we have like two minutes left do you mind asking a work question so yeah i don't know how that (laughs) how that came no, nah, it's true, right? And I think that's the, that's the best part of it. There, I mean, simply put, there's a lot, one-on-ones are just like regular meetings, right? And a lot of times when you look up the definition, it's like between managers and their team members. And, you know, it could be with peers or coaches or whatever that might be. Um, and if you think about that just environment, like talking to your boss one-on-one, a lot you could be scared of that, right? Like some people do not want to have that. They, they're avoiding one-on-ones and they're just thinking like, oh my God, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? You know, how am I going to get through this? So, I don't know. Have, have you started that way? Are you more comfortable? You know, besides me, how are your one-on-ones like it really always depends on the people uh, some some conversations i'm still afraid of but um as long as you prepare well for these conversations i think it always works out um but for most one-on-ones i mostly go in unprepared because i know that it's not a big deal well, we're going to try to flip that a little bit, right? Because I think there, <laughs> I think for myself, it, it, it's just been one of those things that I love kind of, you know, having those conversations with people, getting to know people. And a lot of times, you know, you're in a group meeting and you know, everyone gets to speak for just a little bit. And, you know, you kind of have, you're kind of rushing through things. And sometimes it's like, okay, here's a round robin. Everyone just say, you know, one or two things that's important. There's no feedback. There's no dialogue. There's no back and forth. And so I found myself quickly like, hey, I need to go and talk to that person about what they said in a group meeting. And, 
you know, maybe I need to get to know someone. And as the more and more one-on-ones I've kind of engaged with and kind of created, it really has just has brought me a, a wealth of knowledge and some great relationships and things that, you know, I would have never expected to the point where whether it's with a customer, with a peer, with a friend, with a family member, um, you know, I've taken the same structure and it's obviously it's not as stringent when it comes to the, you know, the personal life versus the professional life, but just having one-on-ones, initiating them, having them on the calendar, I feel has gone, you know, a really long way for me. So, um, again, perfect example. We're going to keep going back to this, me and you, right? We, we started off with one-on-ones just to kind of help each other at work. And now we've evolved into 10 projects, wealth created, you know, people and, and things that we've been able to accomplish because of, of all the stuff that we've chatted about. So, uh, but I, I do hear you. You know, I think there's, there's definitely examples of bad one-on-ones, right? Like the ones that you're just like, oh, this person's going to go on forever. I don't know. Do you have some of those, I'm guessing? Yeah, you, you mean like people that just don't stop talking but not saying anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's like, man, that could have been a five-minute conversation, but that turned into a 30-minute conversation because you're not aware of the audience. You're not aware of the flow of the conversation. You're literally there, you know, with your own agenda, and there's nothing else that matters to you, and um, it just can't be that way. Yeah, but in that case, I think all you have to do is just manage the conversation and just steer the conversation in the right direction, make sure the person shuts up and uh, you actually talk about whatever you need to talk about and maybe just interrupt them and tell them, hey, this is probably going too far. Uh, you might want to answer what I'm actually asking. Uh, or if you, if you don't know the answer, just tell me you don't know. Um, and I think one-on-ones are way more suited for, for business in general than group meetings because group meetings, my, my realization is most of the time, if there's more than two people talking, I stop listening because it's, it's usually, I'm not really involved or needed, or I, at least that's, that's like the, the feeling I have at this point. So I'm like, okay, they're talking, they're, they're going to figure it out. <laughs> uh, and then maybe in the, in the, in the background, you're like, oh, this person is saying something incorrect, I need to correct it. And then it's hard to even get into the conversation if it's not an in-person meeting, right? For sure. Yeah, you, you really, there's no accountability in some senses because you're just kind of like, oh, well, if I don't speak, someone else is going to speak and you just feel like they're going to run. So it kind of almost forces you to, you know, step up your game and, and, and bring it and, you know, make sure that you have valuable, meaningful things to say. And if you don't, hey, it's always easy to end a conversation when there's two versus when there's a big group and you're just sitting there like twiddling your thumbs like, what am I going to do? Let me get on, check on news and you can quickly get lost. So we'll try not to make this one too much of a long one. I think this is a, a nice quick hit, but we just feel like this is definitely an important thing and there's a certain ways that you can approach it. So we'll talk a little bit about how we can do it at a professional setting. We've, you know, and, and then how that can translate into uh, in the personal world, how you can use one-on-ones and some best practices. So we'll keep it light. We'll try to keep it fun, uh, at least, you know, giving you guys some good tips here. Um, but yeah, so we'll start off kind of in the professional setting since we've already kind of, uh, uh, you know, dabbled into that area. Um, as far as just, you know, getting things going, I, I know you mentioned this earlier on having no agenda, which I mean, you can imagine if you do have an agenda, it changes things for sure. Right. And I think that's one of the things for me, my approach is having agenda, having a goal for the meeting and then, you know, making sure you walk away with action items and, and even a timeline for the next meetup. But um, what, what's your approach when it comes to this? Well, yeah, I think having a high-level agenda is not a bad idea, but I think um, don't stick to the agenda or don't force the agenda on the meeting because sometimes one item on the agenda list is probably way more important than the other ones and they spark a really good conversation and you might want to just skip the other agenda items or just uh, quickly run over them um, at the end of the meeting. But you want to make sure that uh, you, you know what you're talking about or you know what you're going to talk about um, and you just don't jump into the conversation without 
any idea. So in, in our case specifically, you always have an agenda. Uh, uh, so I don't have to bring one. But uh, sometimes I have my own agenda. And so I just tell you, hey, this is the one thing I want to talk about today as well. Yeah, yeah I think it's important, right? Because there, there's been meetings where I've gone there and there's like 10 15 items on the agenda. You're like, okay, great. Well, I'm just going to sit back and listen. Uh, but if you, I, I think my, my biggest thing is, you know, two or three, me, um, two or three goals that you really want to get out of a meeting is, is really key, right? Whether it's with your boss, whether it's with a peer, whether it's with a mentor, um, you know, you typically want to have two or three things and some of them can be, you know, generally just catch up, um, you know, get feedback or, you know, understand what the latest updates are. Those are pretty simple and straightforward, but at least you have something so that you're not really just kind of floundering when the conversation takes a pause and you're like, okay, well, that was all we need to talk about. And some days you don't feel like going longer. That's fine. But having two or three things um, in any one-on-one settings, you know, understanding what your intent is, going in there, even kind of repeating to yourself, okay, you know, today I'm going to listen to Tobias. I want to hear what he's got going on. The last time we talked, maybe he, you know, needed a little bit of help. However, that may fit. Um, so I feel like that's a, a good way to get started, at least. Yeah, and I think if you don't have good agenda items, and maybe the conversation is just not going well um, one time. You might want to end the conversation early as well, because that way you're not wasting anyone's time. Because as soon as you feel like it was a waste of time, you're not looking forward to the next one and you might not plan the next one well. And then it just dies out over time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that happens, right? It's not, and not everyone is, is built for this kind of setting, but you find those that you can kind of um, create that energy with and it really goes somewhere. And some of them you actually are, are almost like mandatory in, in, in some ways at work, right? Like with your managers, the first one I'd say, right? There's there's always the, it feels like it's a, it's a good idea. It's a scary idea to kind of meet with whoever your boss is, your manager is but it really gives you a chance to manage up and what that means is basically just making sure that you know if there's a certain impression of you or if there's certain things that are asked of you that you can also set expectations up like hey this is how I feel and, and can I have some direction on this or just in general like hey there, there's some things that I heard you say that I want to make sure I'm clear about right so making sure that the person that you're speaking to your boss your manager understands your perspective of things because in a lot of times especially from a manager you know um, employee relationship they're speaking to a bunch of people and they're almost generalizing for the group right and so you have your specific questions you have your specific needs and it's a great chance to kind of manage up in that sense do you find yourself ever doing that oh i, I do it all the time um honestly when i think about um how i work or the style of my work is i always manage up i never manage down i like to tell people what needs to change um rather than people telling me what to do because like i think that's the curse of the individual contributor so uh if if you're if you are very self-paced and you know what to do then you usually always manage up and you don't get managed down yeah you, you get some direction right manage down means it feels like you're almost like just getting talked to and there's no no dialogue so that's what i mean having those one-on-ones allows you to open up and it's a conversation um and even you know if you go manage up manage down there's even sideways right with peers sometimes you're on a group call and you hear someone say something and you're like man i really want to know more or i want to get to understand that a little bit better and you know a lot of times you're shy but if you can kind of even reach out to a peer and a friend or you know someone on the team and just like hey that was interesting can we have a quick chat you know sometimes the expectation can be can we have a quick 10 to 15 minute chat if it goes longer great but people you know love to be able to share and share more and if they said something on a group setting i'm sure there's more behind that absolutely yeah so the other piece is really just you know strengthening the relationships just with everyone whoever you're talking to obviously you know there's there's it's easy for you to be like oh yeah we're just colleagues we're coworkers. but once you get to talk to people you really start to get to learn things like it's hard not to talk about some aspect of your personal life or what's going on right like i think that's a pretty regular thing when you when you chat with people Main things, you know, in professional settings, again, just kind of, it, it allows you to kind of, you know, increase the attention that you have in, versus a group meeting, sharing your vision and discussing your goals. Um, 
and really delivering personal feedback. These are all things that you know typically you don't get in a group setting. So it's what it is. It's it's not something that's required for every person. You don't need to reach out to every single individual that you you know you come across for a one on one. But you know establish some as much as you can that where it makes sense. Um, you know me personally being in a sales role, um, you know we typically don't have to have as many meetings with our cross functional peers. But I've made it a point to go and have one on ones with people in different departments. Like hey, let me go find someone in accounting. Let me go find someone in legal. Let me go find someone in marketing, you know, someone in the engineering side. And each one of those individuals, I try to just have one-on-one so that I can get a gist of not only, you know, their world, but also their background, where they're living. And it really has helped me kind of build my professional background by having those kind of relationships. Yeah. And I do want to highlight the point about sharing the personalized feedback, because I think a lot of people don't really dare talking to a group and expressing their feedback and expressing their opinion. Uh, and sometimes that can be very problematic because these are maybe very introverted people, but um, they're smart. They know something that others don't, or they're just, they just have great ideas, but they just don't dare to say anything. So if you talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, it's much easier for them to actually get out their opinion and their feedback and maybe a great idea comes out of that and then you can still share it again in the group later and maybe you as the manager or a team leader uh, you can just present the idea tell everyone that it was the other person's idea but still make sure that the group knows um, what that opinion was and maybe that idea is much better than anything else that has been discussed in that group call before yeah now especially if you're an introvert right that's a tough place to be you know some of them are the, the smartest ones in the group and they don't find themselves having an outlet because they're scared of sharing their voice so you're right in that one-on-one -on -one setting it kind of forces that to come out and you can help people grow that way so i think there's more than enough reasons to do it in the professional setting you know i think those are kind of standard ways to do it um, and then they really do roll into kind of like the whole personal component of it if you're doing it right um, if you have an agenda if you kind of have a quick way to you know let's say it's a work call and you've got some things that you want to get through and you know it's on a regular basis um, the best thing is you have two or three things on the agenda once you get through those two or three things you can move on to personal items and then you really get to know people you really start to understand where their passions are you really understand you know what their motive is and even in the work setting you understand what drives them and it helps you because then you can better help them in that situation you know I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people one-on-one -on -one and you know at some point you know you start to hear okay this is what they're doing this is what they're focused on and then I, you know, I break it down and I'm just like, where do you want to go with your career? And people are taken aback. It's like, wait, what? You care? <laughs> you want to know about stuff like that? Uh, and then when you get to know that, then it's like you can actually help them help you um, by just being able to be like, okay, well, if, if you wanted to go in a certain place in your career, here are some things that I'm working on or some things that I can share that can help you. Um, and then, you know, you start to become a, a much more meaningful relationship. I think you and I definitely fit into that category when we first started. That's true. All right. So, I mean, then we roll it over to friendly one-on-ones. And these are things that are, again, not as common, but what, what I've taken uh, a likes to. And I think you have as well. I know there's a few people, you know, in the organization that we work with or even outside of that that you have one-on-one -on -one scheduled with. Is that right? Uh, yeah, but not as regular as ours. Like, no weekly meetings. More like irregular ones. Yeah. I mean, they, they bi-weekly, monthly. Like, honestly, like, there's some people that I talk to three or four times a year. But you still have them. You have the connections. If you can keep them on a calendar, if you can keep them, you know, close to heart. Uh, it's important. But I I think even just in the personal settings, it, it, if you go to it, obviously you don't need to have an agenda, uh, but it's still important to know what you're going to talk to someone about, right? If you're going to make the phone call, um, it could be just, hey, let me go ahead and catch up and understand what's happened in their life in the last year, last few months, you know, just whatever you can to kind of really have a, a sense of where you want to go. 
Um, a lot of times, you know, people are, are certain um, fanatics of certain topics. You just know if you call some people, you know, us in, in some ways, they're, they're going to want to talk about crypto or they're going to want to talk about sports or they're going to want to talk about, you know, news or whatever it is. And you just, if, the more you can lean into those kind of one-on-one conversations, the more just magic that can happen. Um, even family members, you know, I've tried to force a few one-on-ones with family members and realistically, uh, it's tough sometimes, but you know, there's so much to catch up on. And again, you just, you, you get to learn a lot more and sometimes they help you and, and really you can help foster their growth in those one-on-ones. Um, any, any of one-on-ones that you can think of outside of the work that, uh, that are helpful for you? Um, no, I have to say I've never really applied that on personal uh, or friendly one-on-ones this point well i i advise you to try it i I think it's it's it really has it for me and it's almost kind of like a mix of both worlds people that were you know work friends you and i are perfect example some customers clients of mine have quickly become just like friends slash work and uh, there's many conversations where it's like oh let's catch up let's oh wait let's make sure we cover that work thing right like there's one reason i called you which is for work but then you go on to these conversations and it really just opens up that world so um it's a good way to practice you know whether it be friends family members members, uh, mentors, obviously those are great conversations, more structured ones, accountability partners, uh, variation of that, um, SMEs, subject matter experts to learn from each other. Uh, and then there's the the one thing that was the professional setting that I, I forgot to say, which was uh, skip level manager meetings. Is that something that you're familiar with? Is that something you try to practice at all? Yes, um, that's something I've been doing uh, quite consistently over the past couple of years. And uh, that was always super successful. Because it, it opens doors because a manager is usually there to filter between your, your second level manager and you. Um, but sometimes that filter needs to go away for, uh, for some topics. And, and that's what this is perfect for. Yeah, I, I think it's it's always important to know. And, you know, and you're not going above your manager. I think it's very clear if you're going to try to set up a skip level manager, you, you set expectations and you let your manager know. But it gives you more insight. And then you can also start to understand what your manager is hearing, what what they're facing. Um, and, you know, it allows you to be a, a, just kind of a better person, a better worker so that you can understand up and down what, what you know, the the pains, the problems, the troubles, the stresses that's causing your manager, which in tune, if you can help solve that, really will make you look good in that professional setting. So skip level meetings are definitely important if you can get them uh, scheduled. Um, all right, so just kind of going to some best practices. I think we touched on all of this. Again, we're going to keep this light and quick, but you know, preparing for a meeting. A lot of people approach a meeting that are with fear and uncertainty, and I just kind of say, make sure you have some goals and, and have a positive outcome in mind. Um, it really, what you bring into the meeting is going to be what you get out of it. And so, you know, just come prepared. Yeah, but uh, I'd say if you come with a goal to a one-on-one, then it's literally the same thing as a phone call, right? You, usually you call someone because you have a specific goal. Yep. It, it, I mean, it, it's funny enough, but you, you try to make sure that you have one, two, three things possibly. Um, but those phone calls are quick, right? Unstructured, a little bit less. But like for me, I schedule these one-on-one sometimes when I don't have anything to say. But it's just like, let's catch up. Let me think about what's important in my life that's happened, things that I could share, things that I've learned. You know, positive news. Just how can I impact this person positively? I think that's, to me, that's the secret of life, right? Like every in- interaction that you're going to have, you have the ability to either leave someone with a positive, uh, you know, kind of impact or negative or even neutral. And so why not try to make it a positive impact and kind of change a person's life on the other side? Fair point.
Yeah. So, you know, having those goals are important, um, you know, making sure that it's efficient. If it needs to end, let it end. Uh, making sure there's a flow. If you find yourself talking the whole time, <laughs> maybe you should take a step back. Allow that silence because you know what? The answers normally come in silence. Uh, and I think it's important to kind of understand that, appreciate that, although there is that awkward silence. But, you know, we need to overcome it and kind of just be comfortable with some of that. Uh, and then the last piece for me is just making sure you take notes, right? Like I think either after the call, um, you know, even during the call, if it's going to be a lengthier call, but it's important to make sure you kind of remember what's being spoken about. I know it can sound a little bit rude. You know, sometimes you have to make sure it's clear, especially if you're in a one-on-one for in a meeting, but let people know you're taking notes so that you can refer back to them, right? Because you're going to meet with them again and you want to be able to be like, Hey, I actually listened to you. I understand what you needed to say. And you know, here, here's, you know, how are things going? That's a great way to kind of check in progress update from the last time that could be one of the first meetings or first items of the agenda but taking notes is important how do you approach that do you do that or where do you store your notes or um yeah i use the apple notes app and uh for many of my one-on-ones i just have for each person a separate note sheet and it's just a rolling item or, or a, a rolling uh set of notes so i have all the notes i ever had with one-on-ones on them um in the same file so i always have everything available so if you ask me what did i talk to um, or what did I talk to this person about two years ago? I know exactly what I what I did because it's all dated as well. That's awesome. So powerful too to have something like that to refer back to. Um, so yeah, those you know some some easy best practices. Uh, no, no rocket science here, but just try to apply those the next time you have these conversations and try to find individuals that you can have some one on ones with that you may not have considered before. Um, you know, and then we'll go to the top five benefits. Yeah, we just like to have a little bit of a list. And I think we've covered each one of these in, in some version of a detail. But this this number one is just helping others help you, right? The possibility of collaboration. I think that's pretty straightforward. You and I are always in that boat where sometimes you speak about it and, you know, you just want to express yourself, but you actually get some help back. Um, number two, accountability, uh, right? The, again, just like you said, sometimes in a group setting, there's not really an accountability. You just kind of feel like, oh, I can not participate. I could kind of, you know, do things in the background, but having a one-on-one really keeps you accountable because, you know, there's only one other person there and they'll remember <laughs> what you have to say there. Number three, practicing your approach, you know, evolving your narrative. Sometimes you want to be able to speak to a group setting. Sometimes you're trying to just start your idea, get things going and having one-on-one and getting, you know, direct feedback is a great way to kind of evolve that narrative to understand, you know, what may not resonate with someone else, which, you know, you may think it's the best idea and the best quote ever. And all of a sudden they give you the feedback. It's like, ah, I'm not sure if that's gonna be well received. It's kind of important as you, if you have, you know, something that you're trying to accomplish there. Yeah, I, I notice that many times uh, when I talk about new, uh, I don't know, new business ideas or just new projects. Um, it, many times it depends on the person you talk to, right? Some people they don't catch. <laughs> like you, you, you talk to them, you explain or you you pitch them on an idea, and they're like, oh yeah, this sounds cool, and then that's it. And then other people are like, they're all fired up and it uh, turns into a two hour conversation about how you could improve on that model. So that really depends on the person you talk to. For sure. For sure. And that is the fourth one. It's basically getting, you know, various feedbacks and perspectives and giving feedback. It's, it's important. You, you don't want to just talk to yourself and think that you have the best idea and, and not check with people and not, you know, and, and all of a sudden get on stage and just start speaking when you haven't actually had that chance to check with someone one-on-one, just a few people actually to give you that perspective is, is definitely important. Um, last but not least, I think this is the most important one, right? It, the benefit is building a deeper relationship. I think we all at some point long to have those better 
better relationships, quality relationships. If you think about your life, how many you have and how many times you check in with them, um, it's important to have those one-on-ones with those that you want to build a deep relationship with because it goes a long way with just, you know, being attuned to what's going on in their life, being able to help them uh, and just, you know, being a good friend sometimes. So that's where I would say to you, my friend, I really appreciate you. I appreciate these one-on-ones. They come across in our podcast. They come across in our weekly meetings, in our business meetings. There's so many of them that are there. Uh, Again, hopefully we kept it light for you guys. Not too much, but just remember, you know, like the whole point is there's so much that can be done in a one-on-one conversation. Make sure you try to have some fun with it. It it can't all just be agenda and goals, and and you really need to be able to open up and and get to know people. So um, I will leave you guys with this quote here from my all-time favorite, um, Kobe Bryant. And it's challenge people to grow. I think the most important thing is to try and inspire people so they can be great in whatever they want to do. And uh, that's what we're here to try to do with you guys. So thanks so much for your time. We'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.